businessman. <laughs> you look like you're in a businessman. Yeah, I was just sorting got, through oh. some papers. Just yeah. uh, business papers. I see you got the speakers moved. <clears throat> big old boys, the, the big boy speakers. Yeah, they're moved. They're not hooked up yet. Uh, still trying to figure out all this, all the spatial requirements and the uh, you know the congruency to maximize the efficiency of the space. You're just you're just saying words. You know you're saying words right now. I don't know if any of these make sense. The incomprehensibility. Of yeah, you don't. Space. You definitely. You don't want an incomparable audio setup though. You want a tangible audio setup because you want to hear it. I feel like the incomparable audio setup is something that losers really want, though. Yeah. That's something that losers are really about. Like, people that can't play instruments and don't... Right. But that define their uh, how, how how cool they are by how good their audio system is. <laughs> you know, those kind of fucking people? Yeah. yeah. Those people that can't actually do anything but love right. consuming stuff so much and want to consume it in the highest possible quality and everything. Right. Yeah, they're losers. Right. They're all losers. Yeah. I feel like this is pointed at me a little. I feel Le like you're pointing this. I, I feel like you're pointing. Yeah, this is po a pointed commentary you. on your. pointing at you. I feel How like it's pointed. I feel like it's pointed commentary at me and my love of. Of all kinds of trying to find a new music artist every month or so, you know, I don't, I just don't sit still. I'm always moving, trying to find new, new, new things yeah, out you're there. Afraid. You know, I'm always moving. What? Yeah, you're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid of sitting still. I get it. It's all right. But I'm always, I'm always moving. About you, man, you put out, a, you put out, you put out, you put out albums. You're, in, you're in a real band. You put out, you, you put out albums. Yeah. I know. I know. I just felt a little attacked. I felt a little attacked. And that's okay. That's the, that's what this show is. You know, when I feel attacked, I'll tell you. Best, best, friends, best friends attacking each other. <laughs> yeah, in the nicest, in way, the nicest possible. way possible. Listen, I got no. You should see my notes for this episode. Yeah, it's episode. It's episode one seventy two dash. There's nothing. I got nothing. nothing. There's not. There's <laughs> nothing on the whiteboard. No, because we're rolling the dice today, everyone. Uh, but before we get started about all that dice rolling nonsense, yeah. I want to let all of you know that my name is Bo. And my name is Mike. And that means you're listening to... Tope Suicida! It's what wrestling can be. This is the first time... I know you said the walls are pretty good at this place. Pretty but good. this is the first time you've screamed Tope uh in this apartment actually it's on not record on record on record yeah it's, yeah on record yeah. yeah when when are you screaming it are you just screaming er it while you're er cooking fajitas earlier, like, earlier today <laughs> earlier today just to test just to test out see because i had to set all this up on this uh extremely nice desk yeah yeah i have been paying attention i live in a, i live in a really nice pad now <laughs> i yeah. i'm not uh, recording in the closet anymore in my 500 square foot rental home, I now live on the third floor of an extremely nice apartment building. Yeah, his third floor. He's up there, ready for the big one. He's ready for the big, <laughs> ready for the big one. Ready for... I hate to joke. I don't want to joke about earthquakes. This is a brand new <laughs> building, sir. Well, uh, and maybe this week I'll help Mike move some heavy, large things. We'll we'll, we'll see. Oh, when about he hails about me. that. 
Yeah. yeah so gonna, most most of it's most of it's gone. I sold it. Oh. Yeah. Oh well, hell yeah! I, you listen? Did you listen to me? I didn't did you sell listen? It. I, I tried. I tried to listen actually for the first time in my life, and it worked wow. out. Stace actually helped me sell it because I don't know how to do that stuff. You sell stuff on the World Wide Web. I don't know what you do. What are what, you're younger than me? What do you mean you don't know? I don't how know. To sell what, you stuff? put it on the, the Craigslist or something? Uh, I don't know. I there's never sold. Craigslist. I never sold anything there's, before. There's offer up. Back when I was really selling stuff, there was let go, but that app might have failed, so I don't think that's around there. But Craigslist is a constant. It's a constant thing. You know? Yeah. They, I usually go through Craigslist because it's easier. Facebook Marketplace, I think, is what happened. I haven't used that yet. Mm. I don't. I don't want my friends to be snooping. To be snooping what I'm selling. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, Bo, Bo listed something. I don't want you to. You don't need to know what like, I listed. Oh, Bo's getting rid of his butt stuff. Hmm. What's he doing? I don't think you can sell butt plugs. Is he getting on new? Facebook is he getting new? Is Bo getting? Hello. Uh. You might be saying very funny stuff, Bo? but you are locked up on my end. Bo. You might need a restart. It, or am I locked up? You know, you're probably going to bounce off the recording here soon. Well, everyone, it's just me. Uh, Bo has left the room, as it were, the virtual meeting room. But really, that's okay with... Oh, he might be actually texting me here. Let's see. Bo says, locked up, eh? Huh. No... Not on my end. I'm still in the Zoom making fun of you. What a silly goose he is. Oh, here he comes. Back in the saddle again. Wild stuff. You didn't hit pause or anything, did you? No, I'm still rolling. Good, good. No claps needed then. Um, That was weird. Yeah, I guess it was me that locked up. It's giving you all that grief. Uh, what were you saying? What were, what were we saying? No, I was just really, I was talking about my favorite snacks. <laughs> really? I missed all that. Were you really talking about yeah, snacks? Yeah, I was just talking about, um, talking about my favorite snacks and... You know, I'm going to hear the edit, and if you're lying to me about the snack conversation, yeah. I'd be really disappointed. No, I mean, this is also an especially bad lie, because I, 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 I texted you back on Slack out loud, so it was even on mic that I I admitted that I was making fun of you. Cool. I just well, have I just a really hard time when I'm being confronted with a hard truth. Sometimes I equivocate. What's the hard truth in this last scenario? That I was disconnected? No, I was making fun of you. Oh, okay. And you heard and you heard your voice back and we learned I think last episode that you don't like really hearing your voice still? No, not really. Mm-mm. So is that the truth you're confronted with? You heard you heard your big your big jerk voice, and you're like, "That was I was mean to Bo just now." Yeah, I should... basically, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh no, I have to tell Bo to his face." Well, not to his face, but to his. Yeah. Maybe if I went like that, no, that's different. Because then if I cover it, then it, I can still see you. How does I that mean, work? No, no matter. Because I'm feeding you my. How does that work? I, I cover this, you know, and I still see you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to see everything you Can did. Can I sell still this re- on the internet? It still recorded you. What while did? I was While I was gone. My Zoom still recorded whatever you were doing. So if you tarnish my good name, I have it on video, so. Yeah, okay, good. Great. I'm glad. That means we can get, move on to my new segment. 
I heard you have one. I have of a these. new one. What is it? What is it? It's called Dear John. Got some stuff to say to John. I gotta write a new song. It's for John. I gotta write a new is song. This, write a new song. Is this John with an H or no H? No H. Dear John. Okay. What is this segment? This is the debut of Dear John. It's gonna be short and sweet this week. That's <clears throat> where I have an open letter, a Dear John letter, if you will, to John Moxley, asking him, okay. gi- gi- giving him my feedback on his pro wrestling. And I wrote, I wrote a little something for, uh, for this first one. It goes like this. Dear John, please just wear jeans. <laughs> yeah. Just wear jeans. Yeah. All the time, please. Just wear. Yeah. Just wear jeans. They look great. Yeah. That's it. Dear John, you don't need to wear cargo pants. <laughs> just wear jeans. I agree. Just wear jeans. So I sent you a Marco two dynamites ago. Maybe it was a, maybe it was about this last dynamite you were watching earlier today. Yeah, but Moxley's yeah his his pants are the worst pants I've ever seen. Yeah, and they they had like red and black pattern something like a face on it or like a bomb or something on it or they were wickedly bad and it, they were just they were solid black with white. They had white designs and stuff on them, and they were t- tucked into to uh, low, not combat boots, low boots. Like, that's the problem. I mean, that wasn't the only problem. <laughs> he needs there was, he a, needs there was the a boots whole... up to the knee or uh, uh, shin. There was there there were so many problems. But then tonight, he just came out. And a t-shirt okay, and so jeans the... for the tornado tag. Well, not tonight, but yeah. this most recent dynamite. Yeah. Tornado yeah. tag came out in jeans and a t-shirt. Looked like a fucking wrestler. Well, you know, when the... It's so funny that the denim is what makes him look like the wrestler and not the not the pants and wrestling boots, you know? Because well, like, like, it, it looks like a wrestler so that bad. doesn't intend to do any wrestling that night. He just intends to punch <laughs> someone in the face. But that's kind of the what he does anyway. So just wear, Here, just wear jeans. If anyone knows this show, you know Mike and I are connoisseurs in fabrics and patterns. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We do tights of the night. It's no question that we're good at this shit. And Moxley, comma John, is an international superstar talent of an athlete, right? Correct. Why? With a, a, a wife that... Every time you see her is an icon of fashion. And yeah, Renee is, al- Renee is always dressed well. Very good wardrobe choices from Renee Paquet. Why is no one in his inner inner circle helping him out with this? Like, why is no one telling him, hey, you don't look good. You look good. But what you're putting your lower your half, lower into, half isn't bad. looking great. The sweaty chest hair, great, great, great. The the finally accepting that you're a receding hairline, great. Um, but <laughs> I miss the long <laughs> flap that would hang that would hang <laughs> down in the front. The old uh, my, Eddie, my, the Eddie my, Munster yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mox has got blonde hair like me. It's just all see through. I miss it. I miss that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I bet that yeah. I bet that's a conversation that's been had, and 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 John has probably said something like, nah. ah, and then he eats Wah. a cigarette. He's, he's stuck in his ways. He seems like the quintessential "I'm not going to change" kind of guy. Yeah, 
But what's so, so weird is that this was a change. The bad fashion choice was a change because that's it, true. In WWE, true. he was wearing jeans and a tank top, right? And I know that they gave him that, and they were like, he was like, "Oh, yeah. cool, that's kind of what I wear anyway." So great, that was that was great. All right. And then in New Japan, he had those great short boxer tights, the black on black with the black knee pads. Yeah. And he just looked like a fucking shit house, and he looked fucking great with the shooter boots. And then. All of a sudden, we get this weird cargo pants era, and I don't understand. Cargo pants and large leather jacket. There's two types of leather jackets, ones that look good and ones that are kind of large. And I thought I know we've had this conversation on this show because I mentioned my, my old drummer, Luke, talking about bands that I was in. Uh-huh. If he ever hears this, I'm sorry, Luke, your jacket, your leather jacket was like too big. It's too big and not cool and hip. It's like having a large denim jacket. You don't want that. You want a denim jacket that kind of fits how it should, like magic, right? Yeah. And Mox, he's not coming out in the leather jacket lately because he switched to these pants. <laughs> 95% of the time, you're right. The, the, the 5% of the time happens when the jacket is way, way, way too big. And then it can potentially be cool again. So you're talking like a original Kings of Comedy, like Cedric the Entertainer, just a giant <laughs> leather duster. Yeah, yeah just amazingly <laughs> large. Like, uh, like for instance, like, uh, like think about uh, Rikishi, like, too, like the uh, too cool, like that, that yeah. kind of thing, where the style is that things are so big that they're almost unwearable. That's kind of, that that, be kind of cool. That, st- that style's back, and I'm infuriated about it. Because, <laughs> like, just like, I saw an article in Men's Fashion uh, recently about, hey, you know, you can, as long as the pants fit, you can wear any size uh, blazer. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then it showed this Leonardo DiCaprio in this white, beautifully white pants, yeah. beautiful white blazer, but it's about four sizes too big for him. And he's swimming in it like it's 1994, but it's 2023. But that's back. So but the pants fit. The pants weren't huge and baggy. So great. Good. Anyway, <laughs> that's good. Hey, I got- Hey, before we figure out what we're doing today, we're going to we're going to roll a D4 to figure out what random pay-per-view match we're going to watch. It's a format we do now or we've been doing, but we added the the fourth roll cuz ROH has been added to the mix. But we'll do that later until we get there. Is there anything else? Is there anything else in the segment that you had? Mm, dear dear no, John, just wear jeans. John. Just just wear jeans. Okay. Yeah. Just wear jeans. Well, then I have a question for you. Perfect. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Did you hear the question I asked? Though it was in your voice. I did. It was in my yeah, voice. I know. I know. How did you like listening to it? Yeah. Did you like hearing it? Not really. Okay. I appreciate you asking though, because uh, I feel like there were a, a bunch of people I could have chosen this week as as favorite wrestler. Um, even though I haven't seen the match, you told me that Jay White wrestled Eddie Kingston. And that made me kind of want to pick one of those guys just because I, I bet that that match was so, so good. I hear it's amazing. I bet it's so good. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, uh, watching uh, Dynamite, I was I was looking at it. I was like, oh, man, it's, oh, it's, guys, it's always Claudio. It's always Claudio. Like, 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 there is no better wrestler 
in the world than Claudio. And then I then I was thinking like Josh Woods, man, he I don't think he's ever been my favorite wrestler. He's fucking great. What a shit ass. Yeah. He's really he's he's like uh, deceptively tall as well. Yeah. Josh Woods. Uh-huh. He's like he looks like he's 6'1". He's a big he's very big big man. And then I was like big collegiate man, Mark athlete. Briscoe is like maybe the most fun person in wrestling to watch. He's so good. And then it occurred to me who my actual favorite wrestler was. And sometimes it's not about the volume of work that you do in wrestling. It's about making what volume you're given work. And no one made things work better on Dynamite than a man who was not in the spotlight and who's never been my favorite wrestler before and may never be my favorite wrestler again. And in fact... One of the cats here is, is getting upset at me for getting animated. Favorite wrestler this week isn't he really a wrestler? It's Jose the Assistant. Oh, he's so good. But have you seen him shirtless, though? He's a wrestler. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a wrestler, a wrestler in he's secret. A wrestler. He's, he's a huge. secret wrestler. Secret wrestler. Yeah. But that chair shot on Claudio, pop! Claudio is going for the old gotch style neutralizer. Jose just popped him in the back with that chair, and it was one of the best sounding things I've ever heard in a wrestling ring. And then proceeded to get his ass whipped yes. all the way up the ramp by Wheeler Yuta in the most yeah. wonderful acrobatic fashion. Speaking of Wheeler Yuta, though, a great pick with Jose the assistant. Thanks. Thank you. I, th- I feel like I may have chosen Jose a long time yeah. ago when he was doing when Andrade was not pouting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, for the company. Right. I think he's also he's also hurt. Uh, but uh, how do you feel about this uh, this BCC? They've removed them. Brian's kind of removed himself, even though his knee pads still say BCC. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wheeler Yuta kind of being a heel towards Orange Cassidy in their match they got coming up on Dynamite. They might have scheduled that on Rampage, but they have a match coming up. And I feel like even with the way they're coming to the ring together, that they're and, and removing Brian from the th- from them three, mm-hmm. this this Claudio Mox and and Wheeler might kind of get a heelish turn. Even though Mox can kind of play that depending on whoever he's with, yeah. But I feel like they're turning the whole group to kind of get this last street fight as like Mox is the heel, uh, Hangman is the babyface in this match in this final match. Um, Wheeler's the heel against Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Claudio? I don't know because everyone loves him so much. Um, and he's the ROH champion. But I feel like, yeah, they're trying to keep Brian the babyface and kind of moving these three guys in that direction. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to turn anybody, I think that you would probably turn Wheeler full heel. Yeah, because the, the, the crowd already wants to boo him just because... They respect him in the same way they respect Sammy, but they kind of hate his voice, I feel like. Like, I don't like listening to him talk. No one does. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean... Sorry, it, sorry it, Wheeler. Sorry, you to Wheelerson, but this is coming from You've a guy who favorite. can't stand yeah. the... He, I can't stand the sound of my own voice either. Uh, I feel like you could potentially turn Moxley as well and have Moxley and Wheeler turn on... Uh, Claudio and or in addition to Brian and have them break away and then the, the BCC is done um, and have Wheeler kind of the the protege of Moxley and uh, Moxley because you know he can like you said he can go either way with that attitude and yeah. this would just be him embracing 
the more, you know, rule-breaking side of his personality that is n- never probably going to change. Yeah. I just, one thing you want to not steer too clear to towards though, is being very similar to, um, Swerve and his goons, you know, cause they're kind of that vicious threesome heel group as well. You haven't watched their match yet on rampage with Swerve versus Dustin Rhodes. But no, it's, it's, it's excellent. It's I'm sure. Very good. Yeah. Also, but I was just saying that it would only be a two twosome. It would be, Right, Moxley right. And, Wheeler, had, yeah. and then also nobody over there has face tattoos. So that's true. I don't think you have to worry about comparisons. Trench, you know, from, you know, brick. And every time when I was a kid, every time I would go hang out with friends, uh, you know, like mom would be like, be home by seven or before the sun goes down, depending on what day of the year it was. But she'd also say, be sure not to hang out with trench. Be home by sundown. That's the, that's the way they talk in Texas. That's what it's true. I mean, I was a latchkey kid. Before the kinda... rooster crows six times, you shall need to be up and ready for school. I would be home from school before my parents would get home, and then I would go hang out with friends. And I wouldn't see my parents from like 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Yeah. It, it was great. The 80s and 90s are cool. Truly. Um, well, Jose, the assistant, wonderful pick. Great. Who's your favorite wrestler? I'm, I'm waffling because you said something that really hit me. Waffler. Deep, and that was, you didn't watch the switchblade Eddie Kingston match Mm-mm. and neither did I, uh-huh. but Eddie Kingston, I have as my favorite wrestler, but I'm now at a dilemma because I kind of want to choose Sammy Zayn because of his elimination chamber match with Roman Reigns. Cause you mentioned those chair shots uh-huh. or Jose's chair shot. I didn't watch Elimination Chamber, so it's like, do I switch from Sami Zayn? Because I also didn't watch that match. Um, You're like, which wrestler didn't I watch should, <laughs> should I pick? Which of these wrestlers that I haven't watched wrestle should be my favorite wrestler? That's the question. And I think I'm going to go to Sami Zayn uh. because I know I've chosen both of them as that. But the chair shots, or maybe I should choose Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns gave the chair shots. Yeah, but sure. Why not? You didn't watch him wrestle, so why not have hear him be me, your favorite wrestler? When I, hear me when I say this, that the chair shots in yeah. this elimination chamber match that Roman gave Sammy after the match was over on the back. Yeah. There's like four of them in a row are the cleanest, loudest, most violent looking chair shots I've ever seen. And it's the one part of the factor wrestling of WWE that I, they got their chair shots down. Yeah. Cause sometimes I see people pulling the punches, pulling the shot that kind of, they pause at the very end. No man, you gotta be like Jose or whip it. You gotta be like you're whipping it at Jose or whipping it on Sami Zayn's back. Yeah. Just go all the way Just in. Swing through the target. So yeah, my favorite wrestler is gonna be Eddie Kingston because I heard his uh, <laughs> match with Jay White was excellent, and I am gonna actually go back and watch it. I won't go watch the Sami. I saw the clip. I'm done with the Sami Zayn story, but the Eddie match I do want to watch. Okay, so um, your favorite wrestler is Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I'm choosing Eddie Kingston. Okay, great. I'm glad that we got that cleared up because, you know, just as I don't want you to feel like rushed into anything because there's a lot of wrestlers that you didn't watch this week that you could pick. You know what I mean? I love that you say that, but I watch so much more wrestling on a weekly basis. You You could pick Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. You know, there's always Luthez. There's a lot of names out there that you didn't watch this week that could be your favorite wrestler. Mom would be like, are you going to hang out with Bradley or Trench after school? 
hey, I'll be I'll be back after by dinner. I'm going to hang out with Razor Blade and, and Pinochle. Skid Mark and <laughs> Pinochle's really good. <laughs> uh, so the Eddie Kicks and Jose the assistant, congratulations! You made the made the cool list for episode cool. 172. What a cool! I list. have I have another a very important question for you. Great, please ask it in my voice. So I have one shit house for you that I found today at 7 a.m. Wow. On the toilet, on, the toilet, on TikTok toilet you time. Lazy boy. I got, let me see here. Oh, I got one for you as well. Well, I'm going to send you my TikTok real quick because it's really short. Okay. Send it's going to be on Slack. Send me the talk. Or, yeah, it'll be on Slack, but I don't think you even really need audio, so. Okay. This, it's it's got a cat in this video, and this cat looks deceptively like one of the cats that you inhabit a space with. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. So this is uh, from... Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mew Mew Cat? Mew Mew Cat. This is from... Sure. This is from Mew Mew Cat. Thank you, Mew Mew Cat. And now we're going to watch here. It looks like... We've got oh 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 shit! We've got a basket full of kittens, and mom is mom is not happy with one of them. Keeps coming back for more, just to just a very lightly. Okay, so here's some. Uh, okay, there's more now. They're having a good time. It's just the kittens. They're playing in the box. There's wait now. Mom is going after another one. What the fuck are you doing, mom? Fucking runs in there and whips a right hook and then bails. Pop, 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 pop. The last one, wow. where it's in the distance, and it fucking pounces and just reaches in, pop, and then bails his soul. Like Mark Br- I, Mark Mark Briscoe in there. <laughs> that was shit out. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, come on, anytime. <laughs> fucking asshole. What are you doing? Anytime an asshole adult cat starts boxing up kittens, like, come on. And the one, the first one's like, what's the fuck is happening? Just bobbing its head. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, well, the first, the first kitten was just absolutely flabbergasted by whatever the fuck was happening. It was just looking at the other ones like, are you fucking seeing this? What is going on? Just, <laughs> his eyes just opened. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> ransacked by its bah, mom. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, if you want to see this these this mom cat beat up its kittens, uh, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Tope Suicida Pod. You can also follow us on uh, TikTok, same address. Follow me everywhere at Bo Rosser and Mike is gone from the internet. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? 2023 is a big year. It's possible I could be making a comeback. I don't know. We'll have to see if there's enough time. Okay, I'm sending you mine. All right. This is from CNN.com. Yeah. A terrifying story that includes the headline, Feral Cows in New Mexico's (laughs) Gila Wilderness will be shot from air. U.S. Forest Service says. From the air. So the U.S. Forest Service will move forward with killing feral cattle in New Mexico's Gila National Forest, officials say. The agency issued its decision in the news release on Thursday stating the feral cattle, quote, pose a significant threat to public safety and natural resources. <laughs> Aerial shooting of the cattle will take place from February 23rd. Oh, they're going to make a vent out of it. Yeah. 23rd to February yeah. 26th, according to the new release. 
Um, is there anything else that's crazy in this story that I need to get to? Yeah, well, just I just want to say, um, you, actually, you just you got to, to a fantastic part of the story because it says here. Oh, there it is. The service told CNN via email that they would, quote, lethally dispatch as many feral cattle as we are able to during this operation. And that it is likely additional operations using lethal and non-lethal weapons will be necessary to eliminate the feral cattle population. There are an estimated 150 feral cows living in the Gila wilderness in New Mexico. Now, it's interesting here. This came, the problem came from the 1970s, apparently. Uh, but the really interesting thing is you uh, scroll down a little further here. We see the difficult terrain of the forest as well as the, quote, wild uncooperative nature of the animals makes capturing the cattle alive challenging and dangerous for both the animals and the humans involved. Okay, so there's a difference here. They're saying they're using the word feral. feral. They're not using the word wild, like a wild horse or a wild cattle. They're using feral. Mm-hmm. So what are these cows doing? Are they running amok at the watering hole? Are they wearing leather jackets like we talked about? Do they have mohawks? It's, what are these feral cows? It's interesting that you that you bring that up because it says here that they, there were some domesticated cows that got loose in the 1970s after a rancher abandoned his cattle near or in the Gila wilderness. And, and they cultivated. They cultivated and became a, a herd of feral cows. And it says here, according to the service, the problem posed is twofold. First, and this is the important one, the cattle are aggressive towards humans. In the memo, the service said hikers in the Gila wilderness have been charged by feral bulls. Cool. <laughs> cool. This is our wilderness. Fuck off. So basically what this amounts to is you got a bunch of savage cows who think that th- that they're the boss of their own lives just running shit in a pro- in a protected national wildlife area. So you know the person that's on the helicopter is the old rancher. It's like I prepared for this day when I left these cattle to fend for themselves. To uh, he wanted them Mike to grow feral so that in 2023 he could hunt them, yeah, via via helicopter. That's as close as you can get to being God: is to create something, to bring it into the world, and then thirty years later have to kill it. Yeah, because one of them, one of them, fucked his wife, <laughs> Mike. And this is the sweet revenge. What? <laughs> <laughs> These are cool feral cows, man. They're doing what they want. They're like, hey, baby, let me move on. Let me move on over here. Dicks are hanging out. They're just running <laughs> shit in the Gila wilderness. So basically, what the, what it amounts to is that these cows are so savage and so wild and so aggressive. This herd of moo cows is such a problem that the national, the uh, the wildlife forest service here is having to take them out from the air. They have to bring in a chopper and a sniper rifle to take out the cows. Well, they, there's a lot of them, okay? They need the aerial visibility. What do you think you're going to send Arnold in there with a, a Gatlin gun like it's Predator? I just, I, That's Arnold, what go I'm nuts. Saying. <laughs> go I'm nuts like, with these cows. Take them from the air. What are they, like, 
what are we dealing with here? So you presented me with a scenario that I'm supposed to choose if the killing of the cows is shithouse. I am not going to choose that as my branch I'm going down, though. Okay, uh-huh. I think the shithouse of this story is the fact that these cows are out there, baby, <laughs> and they're feral. And they're 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 having sex. They're having adultery with ranchers' wives because they do what they want. They're smoking cigarettes. Not they're not putting them out. They're just flicking them into the woods. They don't starting give a forest, shit. forest starting forest fires, tagging shit, <laughs> yeah. graffiti. <laughs> it's like the Gila Farrell cows were here breaking cur- breaking curfew, telling lies, taking their allowance from grandma, and then lying about what they did with it. Planting azaleas in like areas where azaleas shouldn't grow. These fucking feral cows. Oh yeah, it's shit house. Yeah, the cows are shit house. The the killing them is is pretty shit house too. That they have to do it out of the air. But it's it's only shit house that they have to do it from the air because the cows are feral and that is shit house. <laughs> they are so afraid of the cows that they have yeah. to rent a helicopter for a weekend to try and eradicate them. Yeah, we're just going to swing do a couple rounds today over the weekend, just kind of shoot some cows. We might have to do a couple trips, a couple, might be a month long thing. So they're, are they doing four or five trips? How many did it say? It, rounds it just, I don't know how many, how, how, many kill, how many killing sprees they're trying to go on that weekend, but it's like yeah. from February 23rd to the 26th is going to be the cow killing window that they're giving themselves. Why there's a time limit on it? I don't know. Maybe that's how long they could get the chopper. I like the idea. Of this it's not a theme because it's very spread out. But these shit houses you bring me about animals run amok. Yeah, like you had this one. You have the whales from a few weeks ago. Uh, shit, I just had the other one that was similar. Uh, the, oh yeah, the the minks. The, the like the three or four part shit house of the minks. Oh yeah, the zombie minks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, In Denmark or whatever. So I I think I think. Mike Whitman, as a person, really loves when animals go amok. I do. I love animals running amok and doing shit house stuff. I just do, you know. Which is funny, as long as it's not to you, because if it's a cat showing you disrespect, that's a that's an animal running amok. Yeah, but it's at it's at you. It's at yeah, you. You're that's looking at fair. you're you the a, one on your. I, you got a cat. I feel like you got a cat here. You've you got two cat new two cat. Two new cat experiences you live with, and I feel like one you're connecting with, and one's an asshole. Two new, two new, two new cats. And it's funny because they're over each different shoulders right now, so the one over your right shoulder... that's Carter up there. ...is your your good conscience. And then the asshole cat, I feel, is the one on the ground in hell. That's Howard. In hell. That's Howard. Howard's in hell right now. No, Howard is having a great time. They have the best (laughs) life. They have the best life of any cat I've ever met. They're, they 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 want for nothing. They are yeah. totally and completely blissed Content. out all the time. They're friends with the crows that fly up here on the yeah. on the power lines on the third floor, and they have like weird, silent, like Captain Planet type interactions. You know, like telepathic yes. animal interactions. And they chirp it. Yeah, yeah. It's cat chirping. This is a new cat. A new cat resident we have here because cat chirping isn't a new thing cat chirping you know when they're just talking to birds like, well they don't talk they don't talk to them they don't talk to them <laughs> they're talking, they're talking to them. They're, like, hey. they're they're no they're, they're communicating saying, they're saying, with their thoughts they're, they're but they sometimes will go uh, 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 uh. 
you know, like, they're like, they're like oh, I, I want to kill you. Get That's the, what they're saying. Get the they want fuck out of here. Ta- ask Stacy. Little cats will talk to birds through the window. That's what happens. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're gonna roll some dice, aren't we? Yes, we are. I got a D four. Um, that's going to choose. So we got we got one for WWE, WWF, two for WCW, three for ECW, and four for ROH. Are you ready? You get to say when. When? Three. Four. Oh. We're watching some ROH again. <laughs> I can't believe it. Ooh, Goku, we're one. All right, I love my Cody Rhodes. We got Cody Rhodes versus Matt Taven. Matt Taven, okay. You love Matt Taven. You love the kingdom. The kingdom's your favorite. Well, I got the kingdom colors behind me, purple and, well, not blue, but. Uh, Your face says you don't want to watch this match. Well, no. (laughs) You don't love Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes. Don't. He's just Cody right now. He doesn't right. have the Rhodes copyright the, okay, yet. Wait, I think I found it. Oh man, Matt Taven. That's <laughs> that is a bad looking haircut. That it's is... the same one. It's the side shave, right? Yeah, side shave. That's, a, that's a that's a bad looking haircut. Okay, I think. What's the timestamp if you find it, so we can give that to the people, so they can find it easier too. All right, fuck this. All right, we're back. Okay, so listen, this <laughs> is a new. This is a fresh recording. I cut out all the stuff that just happened, yeah. but I want y'all to know that we landed on <laughs> Matt Taven versus Cody Rhodes in a match that went 16 minutes and Cody defeated Matt Taven in 16 yeah. minutes, 16 seconds. We got to the very end. I was queued up. I got, I was logging into ROH yeah. and Mike said, no, I'm vetoing the whole thing. It just, so he it just felt wrong. It just felt well, bad to me. You know, and we only get, we only get one veto potential a a a episode. episode. Yeah. But where the veto lives can nuke other corresponding things. So he nuked the first roll. Okay, which so hang on, hang on, thing. hang on. Let me let me let me say. I'm not gonna nuke the D four that landed us on Ring of Honor. I'm gonna nuke okay. the thing that le- the role that landed us on the year. The D twenty. The D twenty. That's where that's where I'm pressing the abort button. There's a lot. I'm holding up a orange D twenty right now. Yeah. This is the one that got us both times now. 2018 and 2019 ROH. Do you want me to do a third roll on the orange or pull out the clear or frosted D20 Let's in the bag? Let's pull that frosty joint. All right. The frosty D20 is in my hand. Uh, all the other dice are put away. So if any like gravitational pulls are happening, they're not going to be in play. Let's go. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do this. You see it. And I'm just going to drop it straight down. All right. Let, let the gods decide. 10 right in the goddamn middle. Okay. So 2009. No. <laughs> 2011. Okay. That's good. This is like peak. This is like peak ROH before people start going to NXT. I think. All right. So in 2011, again, we have five different pay-per-views. We have the ROH ninth anniversary show. Uh-huh. The Honor Takes Center Stage pay-per-view, Best in the World 2011, Death Before Dishonor 9, and Final Battle 2011. Okay. So I put all these dice away. (laughs) Damn it. I held the dice up to my mouth like it was the microphone. I got confused. I got the D6 frosted. 
Rolling the D6, and we're Nick's Taking in the, the six. Nick's in the six, and we got four. Okay. Death Before Dishonor, nine. Death Before Dishonor, nine. Yes. On this I pay-per-view, I see there's an even, an even eight matches. Thanks. Okay. Thank God. And I have the orange D8. Roll that thing. Seven. Seven. Okay. Eddie Edwards. Defeat. Oh, shit. Veto. <laughs> Veto. Veto. Reroll. It, it was Roderick Strong. Reroll. In the Ringmaster Challenge. It was 42 minutes. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's retry. All right, so there's now seven matches. We're nixing the eight. No, we'll no, the no, seven. no, just, 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 yeah, we're nix the seven. Reroll, <laughs> reroll, and we nix the seven. All right. <laughs> what did it land on? The main event. Really? The All Night Express. That's Rhett Titus and Kenny King. I don't. Kenny King sounds familiar. Does it sound familiar to you? Not at all. I have no idea who these are. <laughs> That's serendipitous because at least they're wrestling the Briscoe Brothers. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to watch a Briscoe Brothers match. No vetoes necessary. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's the main event. You'll find it on the network thing i'll link it on the show on the at toby suicide it's not hard it's the last match it's the final one we'll see you after break the all night express takes the victory kenny king rhett titus two two fellas i knew kenny king sounded familiar and sure enough he wrestles for impact Rhett Titus, it sounded familiar, but I hadn't. uh, He does not look familiar after looking him up on Wikipedia. But boy, was he bloody! I think he was the first one. He was the first one to go in the blood department. Get three of those four gentlemen a band aid. I would say. Yeah, yeah, some kind of gauze, some kind of gauze. Especially Jay. There's one shot in this match where Jay has like a, a hole the size of probably like. A, like a like a, like one of those little batteries, the the thin small batteries, like a watch, like battery. a little pin size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And blood was just squirting out. Also, before we get any further, we do want to say that you know there's a reason the Briscoes weren't allowed on Warner Brother Television for the longest time, and that was because uh, they used to be kind of racist, not like not fully gimmick racist, but kind of did some racially insensitive stuff. Um, and they've since grown from that as evident in Mark Briscoe on television now. But uh, his brother had to die for that to even change. So they were pretty uh, off television for the longest time. So they came out to the ring in Confederate flag outfits, okay, is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, they kind of had some wild-eyed Southern boy vibes happening when they came to the ring. And they're from Delaware, which, which wasn't I don't think a, wasn't part of the Confederates. No, I don't think Confederacy. so. I don't even understand it. What? 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 Did we, so they can't win tights of the night tonight because it's uh, yeah. disparage, disparaging tights they had on. Um, listen, people grow, people change. This was from 2011. 
from all all things that we know right now uh, is that Mark and Jay did change uh, uh, their point of views on certain things, and uh, still sucks that it took a death to get them on television proper. But uh, that's out of the way. The match itself, what'd you think? Oh, it was gnarly, dude. <laughs> like I it was, uh, I feel like as a whole, as a as a complete wrestling match story, um, I don't think it was exceptional. I thought it was like maybe like a you know like a six, like a five or a six out of ten. But there were moments in the match that were full ten out of tens for me. Yeah, I feel like like comparing this closely to the dog collar match we just watched with FTR and the Briscoes and the Briscoes final match as right, a tag team. Right. Because very similar kind of brutality. Yeah. Right. But I think you're right in that. If you go back and watch that FTR match, it's very apparent that Dax and cash have a story they're telling with the Briscoes in that match itself alongside the other two matches story. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't know the, the history of that led up to this match. Cause we didn't watch RH back then. But even though you're right, though, within the match, there was a lot of cool stuff happening, but no tether to keep it all together. Right. Yeah, no there was, it, was, it was kind of un- unchained brutality, if you will. Um, and, I, you know, the moment of the match surely was Mark Briscoe scaling to the tippy top of the largest ladder in the world. And then hitting what do you think? that splash 20, 20, to the table. 20 foot? 20 foot? 15? How tall was that? I'd say it was at least a 15-foot ladder. I'd say it was 15. That was... Yeah, it looked... Fucked up. And then uh, no mats, just table, his body, table, uh, carpet at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And Titus, yeah, Rhett Titus, he got the the brunt of it. And uh, not the brunt, he got all of it. He got all of Mark. (laughs) That's why you gotta have some muscle on your body, because when you got 220 pounds flying through the air from 15 feet high crashing yeah. onto you you need something to break your fall and to to cushion the blow if you will <laughs> yeah he hit he hit fast and he hit hard also there that's what i mean about moments in this match because everything about that spot made great sense like they yeah. took out they took out um kenny king kenny mm-hmm. yeah they took him out he was out of the equation they got the big ladder set it up Jay beat the shit out of Titus, right? Rhett Titus, yeah. Rhett Titus. Beat the shit out of him. And then the second that Mark climbed on top of the ladder, he was like, bye, I'm gone. I'm flying onto my opponent's face now. It was perfect. Jay Jay used Rhett's face on the barricade (laughs) like four times. And he, he he, he disconnected the barricade from its other barricade brethren. He hit Rhett's head so much just to prepare him for the table. Just got to get you ready for the table so you can't move. And I think that's really and I love the key. That. That's the key to a, to a great table spot, in my opinion. Yeah. It, especially if someone is laying on the table. Now, if, someone, if you throw someone onto a table, that's a different, that's a different ball game. Like when Mark went off the top rope through the table. But if you're, if you're going to lay someone on a table and have someone jump on them, you need to really, really hurt them badly first so that yeah. it makes sense that they don't at least roll off the table, you know? Well, even Jay was, he was holding Titus's shoulders down up until the very last moment. Oh, you're right. He, he ran to the back of the ladder to hold the ladder before Mark jumped. Yeah. Him and Paul Turner was holding the front half. Um, 
So I like that too. And you're, I think we're seeing more of it on AEW, especially if the camera shot is shooting the pile of people that are about to get moon salted on or whatever, and they're ready for it. They don't shoot that very often on dynamite anymore. Yeah. They just shoot the guy coming, jumping. Right. Yeah. Uh, but when they do like in the trios matches with the, with, with the elite, Kenny's like before Nick's going to run through Matt's legs or vice versa. Kenny's out there holding, yeah. holding the guy. He's not letting him go. Yeah. And then he moves or he takes it if depending on yeah. what he wants to do. But like, yeah, that kind of, I don't like when, yeah, when we're setting up for a top rope maneuver as well, if there's no many punches of exchanging between each other to like the fight to who's going to get this top rope move off. I just don't, I need that little tiny scuffle, that little tiny fight that head into the, <laughs> Into the car rail over and over. That was very good. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I like the guy that ran out. I was like, I got to fix it. I got to fix this barricade. It's the main event, but we got to fix it. That was one of the bloodiest matches I've ever seen. Yeah, I think. Before Jay even got like a stuck pig in the forehead, Rhett Titus was already covered. Yeah. In blood. Yeah. That's up there. That's up there with the bloodiest stuff I've ever seen. Like uh, Eddie Guerrero, John Bradshaw, Layfield. Uh, all matches we all matches we've watched on the show. Red Hart, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair. Any night of the week, you know. I mean, this was this was up there. Cody Rhodes for the year twenty twenty one and AEW every match. Uh, Cody and Dustin, right? They were both just yeah. covered in blood. No, and this was uh, a, a Tully Blanchard Magnum TA. Right. That was wickedly bloody. This was this is in that category of uh, this is a, a true uh, southern southern wrestling brawl that we watched. Except there were ladders involved. <laughs> it was a ladder war. We didn't mention it was a ladder war. That's right. By the way, yes, ladder war and in, in the what was at stake was the number one contendership for the tag team titles. It wasn't even for the belts. It was for a Manila envelope with an ROH sticker on it. <laughs> and oh yeah, when they get so they have this wonderful angle of this tall ass ladder, right? That is now in the middle of the ring, and 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 Kenny's climbing up, and it was Jay, right? Jay was on the other end. Yeah. They're climbing, they're fighting each other, and I'm like, Jay's about to flat back so hard off this fucking ladder, and he doesn't. He dives down, hits his feet, and then falls on his side. Yeah. A really safe way to take that, unless you have bad knees. But then Kenny <laughs> grabs he grabs the, the contract, and then he falls from the top rung so fast, so hard, he got the worst of it, and he won the match. He looked like he got suplexed off the goddamn top of the ladder. He fell so hard. It seemed bad. It didn't seem quite as bad as Jim Cornette falling from the scaffolding in that in that Skywalker's match with the Midnight Express and the Legion of Doom. But is that uh, the one we watched? We watched. We, that, we right? watched it where Corny is hanging from the scaffold, and he can't. Oh, he can't. Oh. He can't. Hang, and he drops. And he. I, I think what he. I think he broke both ankles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dislocated something. He was fucked. He not an athlete, you know. No. Kenny, Kenny can fall from that distance and just take a tug and roll because he's an athlete. <laughs> Poor Cornette. I feel like it hits his toes and just his vibration all the way up his body. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everything breaks on the way up. <laughs> oh man. So uh let's get to this last section yeah. real quick. Two chats of the night. Touch of the night, touch of the night. 
Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, my my slow a slow ramble towards uh, the Confederate flag sucks. Yeah, can't be uh, can't be the Briscoes tonight. The Briscoes have been eliminated because uh, they had uh, Confederate flag garb on the walkout gear. Normal fatigue that they always wear in the ring, but uh, vetoed. So we got <laughs> the other pair of tights. The stupid mud, fl- like sexy mud flap tights that the All Night Express was wearing. <laughs> Very sexy. Because they're out there on the road, man. They're on the interstate all night driving. God. From north to south, they got their mud flaps with their buxom broad Shut sitting on her butt. <laughs> what? You know, everyone, if you want to sync up, you know exactly you know what, what mud flap you know the mud we're, flap talking about. we're talking about. It's, as fam- it's, 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 it's the most famous mud flap. It's right above Yosemite Sam. <laughs> and right below Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had those tights. Shit. Um, I feel like I hate those tights. <laughs> yeah, they were so, awful. How about, what about Paul, Paul Turner? Yeah. Paul he Turner was, he, looked pretty he, good. He had the top button going like a heel referee. It was pretty good. He did. And he was, he was, and he was not in the way, but he was always there to clean up a mess if it got too filthy. Yep. Looking good in those zebra stripes. I think Paul Turner Paul might. Turner, uh, also, maybe Kevin Kelly's color commentator with that <clears throat> vile ponytail. Yeah, and then like I saw him from the front, and I don't, I don't want to disparage people, but he looked like a little goblin. <laughs> we don't know who it was. There's we're not going to. We're some, not going to find out either. There's some real honor heads out there that are just going to be like, "What? That's uh, hey boy, that's Bruce. We love Bruce." <laughs> So, Paul Turner, congratulations. <laughs> you won Tights of the Night. You did it. Tights in the Night. You did it. First time. First time a referee has ever taken that home, I think. I think so. Unless we had, wait, did Nick Patrick, when he was a heel referee with like a sleeveless referee in the, the, the shitty little mustache. I feel like maybe no. Nick Patrick took it one time. I feel, I feel like maybe we talked about it, but at the time we were pretty gung-ho yeah. about it's got to be a wrestler, but okay. when you got Confederate flags and shitty mud flat purple tights, you got to choose a ref. Got to be resourceful. That's what we do here on yeah. the Tope Suicida Pod. And if you want to be resourceful with us, you'll find us on the World Wide Web, of course, at Tope Suicida Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. You'll find Bo Rosser on all the major social media platforms at his first name, last name, at Bo Rosser. We hope that you say hello and let us know who your favorite wrestler is. Boy, oh boy, another one in the books, huh? Yep. Boy, just a ho- another Hall of Famer. Another fucking sweaty hog. Um, did you hear the other person before we end the show? Uh, I forget who said it, but they're going to put someone else's dick in the dirt. That got said again on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was da- that? Christopher Daniels told them Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I just... It got me over. I'm. O, I'm. O, I'm. Think that's gonna be. It's a shame. Body math might not curse. I think Dick might be. A, we might be able to get away with that because I feel like Dick in the dirt's a very good insult. It's I a, don't. It's a threat. It's a threat. I've never. It's a threat. I've never. I, yeah, heard me that either. Before. The first time from Hangman Page and then Christopher Daniels. So it must be a saying because they're from different parts of the country. <laughs> so one's from California and one's from Georgia. So like, I don't think that's a saying. I'm gonna knock your dick in the dirt. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Uh, well, twice now on a national broadcast television show. Knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> anyway, here on episode 172, 
we watched the Briscoes versus uh, what were they called again? Uh, it was uh, the Late all night, night all night express. all night all night express. Uh, what is wrestling? Wrestling is explaining to your parents how you got hurt, but not wanting to divulge how you actually got hurt because you don't want to not be able to play with your friends anymore. Right. Wrestling is Davy Boy Smith uh, freaking out in Calgary uh, when the Dynamite Kid tried to uh, blade his forehead with a scalpel and uh, carved up his a road map all over his head and Brett had to uh, take him to the to the ER and uh, the doctor said what the fuck happened to you <laughs> self mutilation and Davy was apparently in such a state that he started mumbling something about brass knuckles and how somebody hit him with brass knuckles and Brett just told him to shut up and said the guy he was fighting tonight tried to cut his head off with a razor blade. <laughs> Keep it kayfabe, Brett. Keep it kayfabe. (laughs) Wrestling is keeping it kayfabe, you know, as best you can. As best you can. What's wrestling for you, Bo? I'm so glad you asked, Mike. Wrestling is, it's the lie, Mike. It's getting away with the lie. It's having some kind of car issue where you have to break your own windows to get in because you locked yourself out and you're late night with a girl, your first girlfriend ever. And you're 16, you have a car and you're out with Trent. I've told this story on the show. I'm sure of it. <laughs> and you're out with Trent. All right. Yeah. And you're late night and you, and you go back to take something back to Nicole's house and come back to Nicole. She's the girl in question. Uh-huh. But when you come back to Nicole at this beach place, it's like two in the morning, you lock your damn keys in your car. And so you go, you're making out on the beach. You're touching a boob, Mike. You're touching a boob. Yeah. Very exciting. The first boob. Not that night, but that person, Nicole. She listens to the show. She doesn't, but she she understands. Anyway, and then you're like, how do I get? I got to get into this car. I can't let my parents know that I'm out making out touching boobs, Mike. Right. Yeah, they would be upset. I'm a Christian boy. Yeah. And so you take a wrench and you throw a wrench through that window. <laughs> and then you and Trent go home. And we and you and Trent stop by the Walmart that's being built in Hazeldale, Washington, and yeah. in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, first Walmart in Vancouver, big deal, big deal. And you go, oh, it's being construction, huh, Trent? Let's get a rock. Let's throw the rock through the window again to make it look like my car got broken into by a rock and not a wrench. And then you take Trent home. You go home. You go to bed. You spread some glass on the ground outside. You make it look real good. Your mom wakes you up and says, hey, Bo, so why are you home? You're supposed to be at Trent's. I said, hey, I want to sleep in my own bed, Mom. And yeah. she's like, your car was broken into. I'm like, what? My car was broken into? <laughs> you got away with it. It's wrestling or the lie. It's the lies you tell oh, that you get away with. God. And if... And here's this is the litmus test, Mike. If my mom ever brings this up, I know she lied to me about not listening to this goddamn show. Yeah, that's right. Because this okay. is the only place. I've never told him. I never will. 
I never will. Yeah. I'll tell everyone else. I'll tell yeah. everyone else. No, take but yeah, it's, yeah, that's wrestling. That's that's it, wow. baby. That's gr- that's that's great. I'm just really that was. I'm shocked that you 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 had access to a wrench, but not like a coat hanger. There's more to the story. I don't want to tell where I got the wrench, but there's more to it. I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you off 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 thing. Great. But I think honestly, my dad he knew because I had to pay for the window. He didn't pay for the window. Uh-huh. He knew. He, he knew. knew. He knew. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, that's it. Episode 172. We're done. Parents are smart. We'll see you next week. Tope Suicida What Wrestling Can Be is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.